Hello everybody, good morning. This is your host, Jordan Tremaine, and welcome to the Perspectal Podcast, where we explore new thoughts, connect ideas, and offer perspectives that may change the way you think about a thing or two. And today, we're going to talk about something called the reality filter. Okay, so um, before I get into this, uh, you know, hello, good morning, welcome. I hope you are having uh, a real day. Even if it's not the best day, I hope it's a good day. But if not, I hope uh, you're able to at least be yourself. Um, I want to tell you a little story about how I came up with this idea uh, of the reality filter. And it starts with uh, somebody who is, over time, becoming a better and better friend of mine. And I respect him very highly. And he's actually one of the main reasons that this podcast exists, even though he may deny it because he's... Uh, his his humble meter is like always set to 11 but um he's a poet friend of mine uh that goes by superb or super b that's like his uh poet name but once upon a time at uh cal poly pomona which is a university he was invited to do like a poetry workshop and then he invited me to help him run the poetry workshop and kind of like um put some critical thinking in there and the workshop was about identity, and so we sat down with some students, and we had a, like a cool little session on identity, and from that came uh, the idea that I'm going to talk about today. Um, that's not why the podcast happened. Um, Superb, uh, he runs, or back before the pandemic, he ran this like really cool uh, art event called Intention, and uh, he as part of that, decided that he wanted to, like, open up basically this community school to have people teach cool stuff, and so I started teaching philosophy classes, and that's kind of how this podcast started, um, as a part of the philosophy and critical thinking project, which was, like, the workshops that I was doing that I called PACT, um, and then this Perspectal podcast came out of that. So, um, shouts to Super B for getting me on this train to do this because this is something that I enjoy a lot um, but during that uh, workshop we did at the university talking about some identity ideas and uh, I think um, if you haven't go and listen to the moral mapping podcast that's that was like a bunch of episodes ago um, I think that will help enrich uh, this and then also the virtual puzzle pieces I mean if you've listened to that and then you start listening to me in this you're like oh these are these are definitely connected but um, in terms of the moral mapping idea that I laid out in the earlier podcast uh, to I think appreciate this idea of the reality filter I'm not trying to say bad things about anybody or judge anybody this podcast is not about judging people it's about exploring ideas and if the idea challenges you or it's not exactly what you believe or you disagree with it or it stretches you or it gives you a new concept, I think that's a good thing. Um, I'm not trying to anger you or tell you you're wrong. I'm trying to offer interesting perspectives that may change the way you think about a thing or two. So um, in terms of kind of the part of this that, that leans a little bit on moral mapping, I think that people, myself included, are are quite complex. Um, we think in 
multiple parallel crisscross conflicting streams of thought uh, all at once we're in ourselves confusing we have thoughts that are dead ends that we maybe don't know that are dead end or they are dead end but we keep trying to use them anyways we have conflicting thoughts we have conflicts of interest some of the things we think are just flat-out nonsense um, humans are they love delusions like we like to believe things that aren't real or believe things that we like and all this stuff is going on in our mind at the same time and somehow with all of this buzz all these contradictions all of these conflicts going on in our mind we we manage this miracle of piloting this meat armor around in reality that we call a body and we don't set too many things on fire hopefully or don't crash into too many things we 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 pilot it in a relatively safe way for how much craziness is going on in our heads, how much emotion is going on in our heads. And I'm not saying the mind is just this horrible World War II scene of carnage all day, every day. Um, I'm saying that the mind is not a perfect place. It's, uh, it's like nature. Like if you've ever been walking around in a forest or a jungle, like there's dead trees on the floor, there's animals fighting for dominance, there's um, rain over here, there's mold over there, it's just everything has to continue. We can't like go back and remodel um, every time there's a little change. We, we do that sometimes, but like even when you look at a major city, I think a major city is kind of like the way a mind works or the way a forest works where a lot of times the reason a major city doesn't make any sense the highways don't make any sense why is the downtown over here why is the public transportation awful and stuff is because in the beginning we didn't plan for this to be a big city and it just happened and we had to roll with the punches we couldn't just oh the city's gonna be bigger than we thought let's bulldoze everybody's houses so we can spread them out in a better way that doesn't make sense people are already living here so we got to just deal with it no that's why that u-turn doesn't make sense because once upon a time there was a church over there and the the way that the parking lot was set up was like this but then there was a big old fire and they turned it into suburbs but we already had the street so we left the street the way it was and we stack on these things and our history turns into this like crisscross map of confusion but since you're part of that history it is your mind you kind of have this key to to navigate it and it kind of makes sense to you because it's all you know um anyways um so I want to start this 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 concept of the reality filter, like acknowledging that people's minds aren't perfect, um, and that's okay. I think that's that's kind of the beauty of being alive. The struggle of being alive is not being perfect. So I'm not saying in any way that that's a a shot at humans. Um, I think that's like like what it means to be human. Um, and then to add to that confusion that whole storm of contradiction that I just brought up um, uh, I think I brought this up a little bit in or the whole subject of the virtual puzzle pieces uh, podcast was uh, that we as people with whatever amount of craziness we have in our minds we have ideas about ourselves we see ourselves in a certain way we self-identify as something and the same people, us, we as people, have ideas about ourselves as other people see us. So we have ideas like, I, Jordan, think this about myself. That's me self-identifying. I am this. I am that. 
And then we have ideas about ourselves as other people see us. So Jeff sees me as this. My teacher sees me as this. My community sees me as this. And that's like an externalized identity. It's, it's still a self-identity because I'm thinking that Jeff thinks this about me. I know it's like kind of a wordful or a mouthful. Um, but we, in our minds, like run these simulations on what other people think about us. And we build this avatar um, or this profile, this idea of what other people see us as. And normally that's different from how we see ourselves. We have this like, no, that's not really who I am. Um, if, if you really knew me, then you would know that wasn't what was up. But um, there's a lot of different reasons why the external you and the internal you can both exist. They can both be true versions of you and both be different. I'm not going to talk about that today. I'm just saying that they exist, uh, especially as you create them. Yes, other people create a separate externalized version. So I think Jeff thinks this about me. And then there's also Jeff has some other thought about me. Those are two different externalized versions of me. But I'm just talking about the ones that we create in our own minds about ourselves and the ones we create about how other people view us. Um, both of these ideas, the self-identification, the Jordan thinks Jordan is this way, I think I am this way, and the externalized identity where Jordan thinks that Jeff has a certain idea about who Jordan is or Jordan thinks that um, the community views him as this or that. Uh, both of these ideas have some truth and they also have some fantasy. We're running these simulations. Even the idea we have about ourselves, like I think I am this, it's not real. Like some of that stuff could be accurate, but you are number one, in this crazy storm of confusion that I brought up before of like just trying to exist in your mind, which if you've been an adult for a while with adult responsibilities, like just existing sometimes can be... <sighs> yeah, moment of silence for that. Um, but it can't be the actual truth because... Not only is the truth something that is so grandiose and so wide-reaching that it's very hard to obtain, which I talked about a little bit in the Box of Language podcast, but um, let me write that down real quick. Box, box uh, Not only is it hard to obtain the truth objectively, but you're looking at yourself in this case, you're not like mo most of the time you're not using a mirror to see who you are. You don't get an accurate vantage point for who your self identity is. So there can be distortions. Your beliefs can distort you. Your desires can distort what you think of yourself. Like you can want to be a nice person. And so then you say that enough or you believe you're a nice person. Now you say, I am a nice person. But that doesn't have to be true at all. That, that may not line up with any of your real actions. It might, but. Just because you say, I am a nice person, and you really believe that, doesn't mean you're nice, um, or strong, or good, a good singer, or whatever. Um, but it could. So there's, there's, there's some truth and there's some fantasy. We all lie to ourselves in some capacity. We all tell the truth in some capacity. And we may not know we're lying. We may not know we're telling the truth. But that's kind of the point of what we're talking about today with the reality filter. So this happens with the externalized identity and the self-identification. And I think 
Um, while this may not be very interesting to people, I think a lot of people like to not do what I'm about to talk about. Uh, sometimes it's interesting to try and see what's real. Like, what's really, really real? Am I really a nice person? Am I really strong? Am I really a good singer? And I don't think we can do this by thinking about it. Like, I can't self-identify myself into actually being something. I can't just sit, think I'm nice enough to be nice. I can't think I'm a good singer enough. I can't tell myself I'm a good singer enough to be a good singer. Um, I think the only way to find out what is really real or to find the difference between what we tell ourselves about ourselves and what we tell ourselves about what other people think about us and who we truly are is to actually go find or to get slapped in the face by a real situation in life that in order to progress through the situation, you have to actually be something. So, um, like, like, like The Voice or American Idol or some reality show where you have to be a good singer. Like, you could tell yourself you're a good singer. You could think other people think you're a good singer. Jeff could even tell you you're a good singer. But go, like, that doesn't mean you're a good singer unless Jeff is like some, I mean, it might. It gives you like more credibility the more the things around you uh, say something. Unless you're doing some echo chamber thing or some confirmation bias thing where you're only listening to things that agree with you, which could be really tough, especially if you live in like a close-knit community because sometimes you don't know you're in a bubble and that could be really awful if you ever step outside of that bubble. I think that's a lot of the reasons why people experience like harsh depression and whatnot because they don't realize that uh, some idea they, he they held or they hold or some belief they hold very tightly in their mind and it's very important to them. It doesn't match up with all of reality. It only matches up with the reality they're used to or accustomed to. And if they ever step outside of that reality, then they get like hit with the train of reality. They get a reality check. And it's like super disorienting because like you've been in this bubble for so long that you think that's everything. And then you step outside and it's like whoosh. And you're like, oh, now I'm drowning in the ocean because I thought I could swim. Because I practiced in a pool that had no tide. But now that I go swim out in the ocean, I didn't realize that there was, like, waves. And so now I'm, like, drowning. Even though I thought I knew how to swim. Oh, my gosh. And, again, this podcast is about sharing ideas and giving insight. It's not about um, judging people. I think that's awful that people go through that. Um, I think it's something that people do go through. And to say that it's awful, so let's never talk about it. That is a way to make it happen more often because now nobody has any expertise about it. Nobody has any experience to share about it, and it's like a taboo thing. I think when we talk about stuff like that, I realized I was talking really fast, so I'm going to try and slow down. Um, when, we, when we put it out in the open and we, we just share our experiences and we try to learn and we try to grow, I think that's how we learn how to swim in the tide. So um, basically... We hold these ideas about ourselves and these ideas about how other people think we are. We have these identities that we have in our mind for ourselves. And you don't really know who you are until, or you don't really know who another person is until you see them in a tough situation. I think that's like a, like a common saying, like when the sh hits the fan, you know, when the rubber meets the road, 
We gonna see who's who. And the real gonna recognize the real. And the fake are gonna fade away. Like a really nice haircut. Um, for those of you that don't know. A fade is a type of a haircut. Anyways. Um, so. In this case. Um, the situation that you run up against. That uh, exposes or shows you that the idea of yourself, the identity that you have, is true to form, does match with reality, it, it's, it withstands the test of reality, or if it gets washed out because it was something you told yourself or something that only could exist in like a very sheltered bubble, like this, this thing you have to pass through that is like kind of like trial by fire or like the purification process or whatever you want to call it, I'm calling the reality filter. Um, and so in this concept of the reality filter, I think, um, everybody has at least four versions of yourself in your mind. I think most people have way more versions of this, but to keep it like simple, 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 um, the four versions that I think that I'm going to talk about today, um, they don't have to be true. They could be wildly inaccurate fantasies, but I still think they exist as distinct versions, and hopefully some of them are somewhat true in, in your mind and in other people's minds. Uh, but you have the internal and external perceptions of yourself that we talked about before. I self-identify as this. I think I'm nice. I think I'm a good singer. I think I'm strong. And we have the external one where I think my community thinks I'm a nice person. I think my spouse thinks I'm loyal. I think Jeff thinks I'm nice. So we have the internal and the external. Um, and then within that, we have, um, we take each one of those two and split it into two more. And it's the fabricated version of it where I'm just saying stuff because it aligns with who I want to be. And maybe I do believe that I'm that, but it's not really true. And then we have the real version of it where let's say I'm actually a good singer, which is not true, um, but I'm not that nice. And I tell myself I am nice and I am a good singer. Then there I'm self-identifying, but you can you can like split that into two where, okay, he self-identifies as a good singer and he really is that, okay, so we'll put that in the real, real pile. And then he self-identifies as nice and mm-mm. That's not a nice person. So he puts that in the like, the, the the fantasy pile, which I might want to be nice. I might tell myself tell myself I'm nice, and other people might try to be polite and be like, oh yeah, you know he's nice, yeah 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 yeah. But they might not really believe that. Um, but what I'm saying is we can we can get ourselves into situations that can make that clear. We can we can see people in situations that can show their true colors. I think that's a, a phrase that we use, where what is real and what is fantasy? What is uh, hair tied, sweatpants, chilling with no makeup on, which is a Drake verse? And what is uh, two hours doing your makeup so you can have a really good Instagram post? Um, what is the difference? And I'm not saying that um, putting on a bunch of makeup and looking really nice is wrong or it's fake. Just sometimes, is that the real you? Um, and I'm not saying it's bad to have fantasy versions of yourself. I think you might 
read into what I'm talking about that way. Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that some of what you think about yourself is not true for everybody. Uh, or it's exaggerated or embellished. Um, and it can get you into trouble if you think something's not true. Just like it can get you lost if you think you know the directions, but you don't. Or if you think you know the directions, but they're the wrong directions. And if they're slightly wrong, you could still end up super lost. And um, that that could be uh, that could be bad. And that's actually a pretty good uh, metaphor analogy for what we're talking about. Because like if you think you're right and you have the right directions, um, but then you try to like go on the road trip or whatever, which is the reality filter, it's going to tell you whether or not you really know. And if you don't know, you're going to end up in the wrong place. And if you do know, you're going to end up in the right place. And I'm trying to give you a tool. So if you want to go to a particular place, um, which I'm going to call the right place right now, then maybe you can, like, you know, uh, use this as a tool to to get you there or recalibrate. Like, you know, every time you make a wrong turn on uh, Google Maps, which I think is, like, you passing through a reality filter and getting a, a, a like a little reality check um it's like nope you that was wrong go this way instead oh that was wrong go this way instead that was wrong go this way instead like we let google do that to us like no problem it's cool thank you for getting me to the place that i'm trying to get to because i think we can see kind of long term with google maps or with i don't know ways or whatever app you use to get there whenever it tells you you need to go the right way it may be a little frustrating um, especially like when you're in a new city and they have like crazy traffic rules, like in your, when, when you're in LA and you try to get onto an off ramp, but then you got to get to the left side of the off ramp and then lean to the right side of the left side of the off ramp. And then, you know, you have to go onto this street, but the street is really still part of the freeway. So then you can swerve back and then make a U-turn to go under this underpass. Like it could be like super annoying and frustrating, but I think most people listen to Google maps because they believe they can, and they have that vision, that long-term vision that this will bring them to the destination. And if we can see and if we can look at certain things as giving us vision or giving us help and guidance to getting where we want to go, I think it will help us a lot with uh, dealing with our current frustrations. I think a lot of times we don't let people give us feedback like Google gives us feedback on our directions. Like, like if you were talking and you were saying a bunch of nonsense and your friend was like, that's nonsense, that's nonsense, that's nonsense, you'd probably get mad at your friend and start an argument. But if you're, if you're in the car and you're making a bunch of crazy turns and then Google's like, that was a wrong turn, that was a wrong turn, that was a wrong turn, you're probably going to be like, you're right, that was a wrong turn, let me do the right thing. And uh, I want, I'm, I'm trying to expose this idea of the reality filter so we can treat people that are trying to help give us feedback and be self-aware and look for the feedback that is available to us, like Google Maps when it says recalculating or redirecting or whatever. It's okay to get redirected. It's it's okay not to do things perfectly. Um, it's okay to be human, and that's, that's all fine. Um, but if you're interested in getting to a particular destination, if you're interested in not being lost all the time, I think most of the time you need some sort of plan. You need some sort of way to get there. And I think this could be a tool in that. So um, I think that's kind of a good way to uh, 
pause for a sec and give you a little uh little cool little connection I made where um if you did listen to the podcast on virtual puzzle pieces, I think um there was something I I referred to as the true piece. And the true piece um in this podcast I think would be the real external version of yourself. Um and this is I think sometimes you would think that the real piece, the true piece, would be the internal version of yourself. But uh, since the true piece has to like fit with other pieces, um, then it has to be the external piece because the internal piece is not available to other people. But that aside, I mean, you don't. If that didn't make any sense to you, don't worry about it because that's like a little bonus, little nugget um, for. I don't know, the people that are so inclined. We're going to get back to the real topic and say um, that who you are and who you think you are, they can be totally different. Um, and there's certain situations that arise. There's certain forks in the road that come up, and they expose whether or not you're going the right way or not, um, depending on what your destination is. And you can really come up against situations that force you to expose your true colors. And what is interesting is sometimes, you, like, I think a lot of times when we say, like, oh, they're going to show their true colors, we have this, like, idea that the person is insidious and lying to us. And they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, play sheep, but I'm really a wolf. And then it's like, oh, when this situation comes up, they have to show that they're really a wolf. And everybody's like, ah, I knew you were a wolf. But sometimes the wolf doesn't even know. The wolf has been wearing sheep's clothing for such a long time and the wolf like they were like i want to be a sheep when i grow up i'm gonna be a sheep i'm gonna be the sheepiest sheep that ever sheeped um they really do think they're a sheep and it's like devastating or very shocking that they're a wolf they're like just as surprised as everybody else i'm not saying that we should judge people and try to trap people and trick people um i think we just be aware and be great gracious and uh to and patient with other people while they work out the differences between all the fake stuff they're telling themselves and the real stuff, um, because that that's a horrible mess of confusion. It's like trying to, like, it's like you have a glass of water and you drop food coloring in it, and then it's trying to tell, like, what part of the water is food coloring and what part of the water is water. It's, like, so hard. And um, it can if, if you try to do that and you develop some techniques, this filter thing is I think one of the techniques because you can put water through a filter and you can probably get that food coloring out um, it's cool but I don't think we should be yelling at people all the time or be angry and I know it's really easy to get frustrated so and I get frustrated all the time so I'm not saying like don't get frustrated be perfect oh. no I'm saying like let's try to be patient with ourselves and with other people while we pick out the little food coloring molecules from the glass of water um, so the interesting thing about exposing your true colors is sometimes you may not know who you really are until you run up to that situation, um, until you bite off more than you can chew, until you, uh, make a check that you can't, you write a check that you can't pay for. Um, and when you try to pass through the reality filter, when you try to just move through your regular life, you end up hitting these roadblocks. These like sometimes, if you're not aware that you're lying to yourself or that 
everything is not the way you think it is. It's like it's this invisible force field that you couldn't have foreseen and you just like run into it. Like have you ever seen a dog run into like a um, – or a little baby? They run into like the glass sliding door that leads to the backyard and they're just like, what was that? That's the kind of thing I'm talking about where sometimes like this could blindsight you where there's an obvious force field or whatever. But because you're not aware that um, – you need to do something or you need to be somebody or like act in a certain way to get through the door. You try to just walk through the door because it's glass and it's like it's not that easy to see. And you just slam right into it. Um, uh, I think when you try to pass through the reality filter with false rose colored notions of yourself or with not clear vision of what's going on or maybe some fantasies that you're holding on, some beliefs that you're holding on to like really tightly as truth. Um, that don't really reflect who you are, there are situations where you, you really can't get through. And um, there are situations where you can't get through while, you're, while you have those glasses on, while you're carrying all that baggage, while your hand is tightly clenched. There was an episode of The Simpsons where um, Homer, he got his hand stuck in a vending machine. And like the, the fire department came with like the jaws of life and the police were there and it was like a news story. This man can't get his hand out of the vending machine. He's stuck in the vending machine. And at the end of the episode, the reason he was his hand was stuck in the vending machine was because it was grabbing a candy bar that he didn't pay for or something like that. And all he had to do was let go of the candy bar and his hand would come out no problem. Um, and I think sometimes we got to let go of that candy bar. And the reason that we're having so much difficulty getting through this, all this, I, you know, this is, there's just, it's just so hard for me. And I'm just so like, I don't know what's happening. The world is against me. Like sometimes you're holding on to a candy bar. Sometimes you got some baggage. Sometimes you're looking at stuff through glasses that are not your prescription. You need to take those glasses off because they're making your vision bad, even though they look like on point and they're really cute glasses and they make your face they you know they fit your face really good the frames fit your face the lenses don't and they're making you see stuff crazy so like it could be difficult to take those off um it could be difficult to let go of that candy bar i mean it is difficult i'm not it can be it is difficult um but that could sometimes be uh the thing that gets you through the reality filter um that's one thing you can do. You can you can let go of the baggage. You can you can change. Uh, you can you can get rid of those false notions, um, or like at least become aware of them. Um, you can run up against this force field. Uh, you can leave your hand stuck in the vending machine and just clutch onto that candy bar and just be stuck next to that vending machine for the rest of forever. You can you can keep running into this glass door and never slide it open and be like, okay, well then I'll just never go into the backyard and I'll just never progress in that direction ever again and I'll pretend it doesn't exist. You can limit yourself. That's something you can do. Um, or you can have yourself exposed and you can say like, oh yeah, this is so easy for me because I'm nice or I'm strong or I'm a good singer or whatever. And when you run up into that glass wall, you just run into it and you can't get through. And then that kind of exposes who you are. And maybe uh, you do also end up ignoring it and never going that way. But now you know you don't tell yourself that tr that anymore. Um, so I think that's a little different than saying, like, I'm just not going to go there anymore. That's also the addition of saying, like, uh, I know I, I, I in my current state with the baggage I have, with the candy bar in my hand, I can't get through this through this filter. So I'm going to change the narrative to fit 
my situation. I'm going to say that's impossible or I'm not that good of a singer or whatever. Or, and this is this is the the thing that I've been trying to get to, which is what I hope everybody does. And it's by far the most difficult one to do. And I applaud, like I say all the time, people that try, even try and do this, which um, is is super tough to sometimes even realize that it's something you can do. And then past that, to try and do it is like... If you don't know, that's the sound of me clapping, but trying not to clap too loud because I don't know how, like if you're wearing headphones or something, if that's gonna like break your ears because of the way the microphone works. Um, but I think the thing that is like the holy grail of this, using this reality filter as a tool, is when you run into that glass wall, when you realize you're clutching onto that candy bar, when things are not going the way you expected based on your beliefs or your past experience, like, Maybe you should go back to the eye doctor and like get your eyes checked and get some good glasses. Don't just take off the glasses you have now. Maybe you put them on because initially you didn't have good vision, so you just put some glasses on. But now you're realizing maybe they're the wrong prescription. Do the work and improve yourself. Look at this as an opportunity to change and grow. Like learn how to slide the glass door open and go into the backyard because the backyard is great. There might be a pool back there or a garden back there or puppies back there. All those things are super great. So you're limiting yourself by not learning how to open that door and then go, like, if you don't do this, you might not be able to play with the puppies in the backyard. So I would highly encourage you to do this. Um, even though it's super tough, like figuring out how to open that door might be very difficult. Um, figuring out how to let go for that, let go of that candy bar and then pay for it and have it come out of the vending machine by itself may be very difficult or uh, very humiliating. Uh, like in that episode of The Simpsons, like everybody and their mom was there and it was like on the news and the, they realized that Homer was there because he was holding onto the candy bar and you might be like, no, my hand is really stuck because you're embarrassed now. But letting go and doing it the right way may actually get you the candy bar, which is what you wanted the whole time. Um, so the reality filter, I think, can provide you with a reality check so like if, if you walk into the filter, but it's like you're not really ready for it or you think you are, but you're telling yourself a false story, that's when you run into the glass and you get a reality check and your check bounces when you try to cash it at the grocery store. Um, but hopefully we're all telling ourselves the truth. We're living our best lives. We know what's up and we just walk through the door and it's already open because we know who we are and we paid for the candy bar and we got the right glasses on and all that kind of stuff. Um, I would say that almost never happens in our total life. So um, I say be patient with yourself. Um, really see if your glasses are working for you. Sometimes a certain glasses that worked for you in a certain season um, don't work for you in another season. So you maybe go back to the optometrist. Um, you got different glasses for different things. So like... It's okay to have a little bit of a complex system. It's okay to have reading glasses and driving glasses. It's okay to do that. Um, and it might, you know, help you from, like, if you have driving glasses that are different than prescription than your reading glasses, it might help you look at your Google Maps better, and then you, like, you know, get to your destination faster. So um, the reality filter is something I think you can think about. 
It can help you be patient with other people and maybe see what they're going through to empathize. It can help you empathize with yourself. It can help you realize how crazy and distressing of place your mind is. Your mind is like a hurricane and every once in a while you live in the eye of the hurricane but we like to pretend we're in the eye all the time because it's calm there and we're like oh yeah there's nothing wrong with me I'm great but like your mind is super confusing so um have patience with yourself uh keep going keep learning keep messing up keep making mistakes apologize when you like you know uh mess other people up but um yeah Reality is there to kind of help guide us along the way and show us when we're making up stuff that's not real. I don't think you should fight reality. I think you should check to make sure it is reality, that you're not living in some bubble, that you're not being told lies or being manipulated by people. But if you can really say, like, this is reality, like, everybody is saying this, the world is saying this, um... This tool is not working for this. Like, in reality, this isn't working. When I try to fly, I fall reality is telling me I can't fly, then maybe you should listen to reality, just like we listen to Google Maps, so we can get to the place we're trying to get to. Yeah. So, um, this has been Jordan Tremaine with another idea in the Perspective Podcast, which is called The Reality Filter. I hope you guys listen to the Moral Mapping Podcast. I hope you guys listen to the Virtual Puzzle Pieces Podcast. I hope you guys listen to the Box of Language Podcast. Those, I think, are, are tied to this idea, and they make it a little bit richer. But if not, um, I hope you guys have lots of candy bars and your hands don't get stuck in the vending machine and that this turns into a good conversation for you somewhere down the road. Anyways, I'll see you guys later.